Welcome to the High Volume Hiring Podcast. I'm Stephen Rothberg, the founder of job search site College Recruiter. We believe that every student and recent grad deserves a great career. This podcast features news, tips, case studies, and interviews with the world's leading experts about the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to high volume hiring. Thanks for joining us. Today's guest is Dr. Maya Huber, the CEO and co-founder of Tatio, formerly known as Skillset. Tatio enables recruiters to improve their application to hire ratio for high volume positions by accessing people from previously untapped sources. It does that by using simulations to assess the actual job skills of the candidates. Dr. Huber, welcome to the show. Hi, Stephen. I'm so excited to be here today. Oh, awesome. It's it's great to talk to you, and, and this should be a really fun conversation. Assessments are, um, well... For the for the nerd in me, I, I can't get enough. <laughs> um, so for the list <laughs> for the listeners who might not want to who who might not know you all that well or what you do, um, how about if you take a minute and and fill them in on who who Dr. Huber is and what Tatio is. Tatio is a woman-led company. We are two women co-founders. Uh, always uh, proud on that. Uh, my dearest colleague uh, name is Moore, and we come from HR. So Tatio was created. Uh, based on years of experience working in that industry, uh, we manage a couple of HR uh, agencies, and uh, we were—I was a practitioner, and also um, oh, the PhD. My expertise is job analysis and uh, the future of work. So, um, after years of working in, in HR, we got really frustrated by the fact that, despite innovation in technology, still the first and only option for candidates to prove themselves is based on resumes. Um, so to make a long story short, I will tell that Tatio connect companies and job seekers based on competencies alone. And we are on a mission to remove CV or at least reduce the need uh, to use resume or any application forms on application uh, process in order to straighten the fields for everyone to be judged based on their competencies and not uh, work history. Yeah, and there are so many advantages to that, and and we're definitely going to get into that uh, in this interview. Also, I would be uh, uh, remiss if I didn't point uh, or emphasize what you talked about with the two female founders. Um, so our company, College Recruiter, is also a woman-owned um, small business. Oh, yeah. And uh, yay, absolutely. There, there, there should be a lot more of them. If, uh, if you want to get things done right, um, don't have it done by somebody who has both chromosomes. <laughs> um, that's, that's for sure. Exactly. So, um, before we get into, you know, some of the conversation about uh, assessments and, and the benefits of them and, and the different kinds of them, Question that I had for you is is that Tadio recently changed its name, um, as I was mentioning a, a little bit before, um, from Skillset. Um, what led to that change? Uh, so the change came after deep thinking about our messaging and the way we want to be um, perceived by our customers. Uh, there is a big difference between skills and competencies. Um, and we try to uh, highlight better our our. I don't know, core values or our mission, which is um, promote a better talent acquisition ratio. So Tatio is talent acquisition ratio. 
Um, for me, it was um, a deep process of better get a better understanding of the market needs and to put our advantage up front. So this is the reason for the name change. Love it. Love it. I, and, and we're going to get into the ratios later. Um, don't worry for those who aren't math inclined. We're, we're, we're not going to be testing or grading. Uh, and everybody, everybody's going to get a participation. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> the second, the other question I had was um, that you and I were introduced uh, weeks back um, by a, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Chad Sowash of the Chad and Cheese podcast. And if I understood correctly, um, Chad is an advisor uh, to Tadio. Um, what is what's his role? Like, what did what are your? Is he the only advisor? Do you have others? What what role do the advisors take for for you? So we are lucky to have a great board of advisors. Uh, Chad is one of them. Uh, he's a friend and a colleague, and we appreciate his support a lot. Um, I will start with him, and I'll tell a bit more about our board. But Chad, uh, as you probably know, our listeners know, are one of the biggest experts in the market. He knows the market deeply, have a better, a deep understanding of its need, you know, um, new product. You have um, a, a prospect of years of experience, right, uh, of what the market needs. And now is it to implement new ideas into the market? So just working with us closely, uh, first of all, of having a better understanding of the market, Um to find our product market fit and the way into the market. Uh, anything from business strategy to uh, marketing to good advice and uh, nice hug and support and tough days. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, as a, as a founder, sometimes you're, you're alone in, that, in this journey, right? So he's a great supporter and I can't thank him enough for his support. Uh, we also work with Professor Joseph Fuller. He's the one leading the Future of Work project at Harvard Business School. Um, so he's the uh, the part, you know, the academia, the evidence-based data. Uh, he holds that uh, perspective from our advisory board. And also our the former VP sales of Monster.com, Sonia Milov. The former uh, VP HR of Google, Fada Gan. And the current VP marketing of Tabula, which is one of the biggest, greatest uh, startups in terms of marketing that um, is a unicorn, basically, over the last couple of years. So we're pretty lucky to work with those amazing, smart people. Um, I believe that in order to succeed, you need to work with the best people in the industry. So we found them. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's awesome. And... And a couple of those people, I just know the names of them, um, but everything I've heard has just been you know, fantastic. Chad, I know quite well, and the way you described him was great. Um, what you didn't say is that he's got, he's like the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> yeah. uh, he is, he just go, 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 goes. Um, but I loved how how you also talked about, you know, how he gives you advice. Uh, one of the great things about Chad, and I'm sure that you've benefited from this, is that he's not afraid to call a spade a spade. Right. If you're doing something great, he is going to be all over you and giving you a big pat on the back and way to go. And let's get a lot more of that. And if you're doing something that's not so great, he's going to say, hey, Maya, I think you could have done better here. This is one of the main reasons I love him so much, really, because you need to find those people who will tell you the truth 
what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. Uh, my mother will say, will tell me I'm great. That's fine. I need people <laughs> with a strong perspective on the market to lead the way. <laughs> That's so true. And, you know, I think that really applies in, in uh, not just for those of us on the vendor side, but also the people in talent acquisition too, you know, to, to have to have mentors, to have objective people Absolutely. to be, be praising you when praise is due and by encouraging you to do better when you could. Um, so question for you, um, do you feel like recruiters ever need resumes when they're hiring in high volume or should they just be using competency or skill-based um, hiring criteria? You are highlighting the toughest question that we hear from talent acquisition manager. Do I really need to get rid of resume forever? The, reason, the answer is no, not forever and not for every position. But I believe that the fact we are still um, offering candidates to apply only with their resumes or application form, um, that resolved in, um, I'll, I'll start again. The fact that we ask our job seekers to only use resumes or application form bring us only specific people. And in this tough financial crisis and the ecosystem right now, when we can't find enough qualified people, we need to find better ways to bring people in, which is more engaging. And also, you know, there are two sides on that issue. It's the, the job seeker uh, problem that they're sending, because it's so easy, they're just sending their resume everywhere, right? It's clicking, clicking, clicking. That's it. No effort. Uh, almost not even a deep decision-making that is going on. And on the other side, the result is that recruiters receive dozens, hundreds sometimes, right, of resumes per position. And, you know, in those, I believe that in any position, you need to judge people based on their competencies, even in volume hiring. So for your question, I think, Competencies-based hiring should be our new metrics, our new job matching standard, and we need to we can pull resume to learn better about the candidate. We'll be back right after this break. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast. Welcome back to the High Volume Hiring Podcast. Imagine, right? Let's take me for, for instance. I have 15 years of experience in HR. I owe the PhD. We can agree that I have a privileged resume, right? But you'll never hire me to be head of product. Maybe you will. <laughs> but most people... <laughs> <laughs> we'll see at the end of this interview. We'll get back to you in a few <laughs> weeks. Don't call us. We'll call you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but most talent acquisition managers, most team want. And as you know, I created a product, I sell it. I I could be, I'm competent to be 
uh, product manager, at least. Maybe not the best one, but you should interview me at least. This is what I'm talking about. Imagine me applying based on my competencies. You will see that I know how to design a product, but then you will meet me and see that I never done it before. That will be extremely exciting for you. And then you understand what I mean? So it's about looking at your future and current employees in a different way. And it also, in, in this era, and it, this is true almost globally, almost in every industry, that there's a real labor imbalance right now and that almost all of the, the better employers are striving for increased diversity. And when you, especially in high volume positions, when you require somebody to jump through a bunch of hoops and to say, you have to have a resume and I'm going to have to see certain keywords on those resumes, you know, you're looking to sell cars, you have to have a four-year undergraduate bachelor's degree for that. Why? Because we've always hired that way. Is it's a it's that's usually the best explanation you get. You end up with a much smaller candidate pool and a much less diverse candidate pool. So I guess what I'm hearing, Maya, is that by that the employers that work with Tatio that at least some of them, maybe most of them, are using the assessments and also accepting the resumes. So there's, so we're on a journey, right? We're not at the end of that. We haven't eliminated the resume or CV, but it sounds to me like the employers who are using your system are finding it to be less important, but not unimportant. Is that, a, is that fair? Again, it depends on you know on the talent acquisition manager and is how brave he is <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, to be honest mostly it's about the hiring managers and not the talent acquisition because the talent acquisition feel that they have the experience and they can rely on our competencies report to hire based on that the hiring managers ask for resume uh, and that's where we ask for our candidates for, you know, based on the, the hiring manager request to also send his, their resumes. Uh, you know, it's, um, we are on a path. It will not, resume will not um, uh, be gone tomorrow. But we all need to um, be more flexible and open to new perspective that, as you said, it's about diversity is about uh, creating equal opportunity to everyone. It's not just about diversity. It's also about people on career path. Career paths are not linear anymore. We cannot look only on their history or credential. It's not that relevant. You are missing great people. And also, it's about making the talent acquisition life easier, not talking to people, not interviewing people who are not relevant. And also meet KPIs of diversity of, for me, as a past recruiter, is doing what I love, is investing my time, interviewing people, deeply interview people that are relevant for the job. This is what recruiters have to do, right? Interact with people, not calling people hundreds of phone calls a day 
just to ask them if they are qualified to the best uh, basic general requirements of the job, right? That's what happened in volume iron. So for us, it's creating a better decision-making process with a great result for both sides, job seekers and companies and recruiters. Yeah, and, and, and I love that. The, you know, one of the, one of the objections that I hear sometimes from talent acquisition people when you make the process more inclusive, you say, you know what, um, it doesn't really matter what school you went to. Um, we just want somebody who has a college or university degree. Uh, we used to only go to these 20 schools, but now there's this thing called the internet and we can hire college or university educated talent from, from anywhere. And just in the U.S., there's 7,400 uh, post-secondary schools. So if you only go to 20, by definition, there's no diversity there. Uh, you're, you're missing uh, the, the rest of the 7,400. The answer that I, or objection that I hear a lot of times is, well, I don't have time to interview all those people. Or I do not and know you're why. Right. Ow. You, yeah, but but by by assessing them, you're surfacing the candidates who are the most likely to be a good fit, that you're interested in them and they're interested in you. And those who aren't a good fit, it's a good thing for them to get knocked out earlier in the process. You know, we don't want to take people on a journey of of weeks or months and then and then end up saying no to them. Um so um yeah, you know. Something else that I'd like to dig in a little bit with you is the the idea of of the resume going away. Just to kind of ex- expand on that conversation a little bit, when you were talking, it reminded me of years ago when at College Recruiter we transferred um, from using one CRM uh, customer relationship management software program. Uh, I think it was called Maximizer, and this is. 20 years ago or something now, to Salesforce. And we've made plenty of mistakes over the years, as all people in all organizations do. But one of the smart things that we did then was that we operated both systems side by side. So we continued to use Maximizer as we had been while we were also implementing Salesforce. So for a couple of months, it was awful because we were doing all of that same work twice but what it gave us a real sense of comfort, we didn't switch over to the new system, to Salesforce, until we were 100% confident that it was working properly. And I kind of wonder if that is essentially what the hiring managers are doing when they say, I still want the resume. It's like, I love the assessments. They're really helping me. But I want the comfort of knowing that I'm also seeing the resume and sort of validating what I'm seeing here. And when I get comfortable that I really don't need that resume anymore, then stop sending it to me. Exactly. Is that exactly. is that fair? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is what you see. And you know, it's reasonable. It's a massive change for them. It's like, um, so yeah, we, we hear a lot, not from all companies we work with, but we definitely encourage that if that will uh, create a better, you know, um, um, a safer environment for the talent acquisition uh, managers to to go through the change. So uh, I think we've got time for just um, one more question. And and that is something that you and I were talking about um, before I hit the record button um, for, for the interview. And that is the, the ratio, which which is, you know, basically in, embedded in, into the name of the org of, of, of Tadia, which which I love. At, at College Recruiter, we talk about 
uh, conversion ratios, uh, click to apply. When the candidate sees the job posting, they click the apply button. You know, how, what, what percentage of candidates who read the posting click the apply button? And then I, I saw, I think it was on your site, that you focus on, I think maybe more so, but definitely correct me if I'm wrong, on the apply to hire ratio. Once they've applied to the job, what percentage of those are hired? To, to me, that all goes to quality. And um, maybe you can help the listeners who are in talent acquisition or interested in that process understand why recruiters should work to reduce those ratios, to have a smaller number of clicks per application and to have a smaller number of applications per hire. So there are so many reasons for that. First of all, um, let's start with the job seeker side. Better engagement from their uh, point of view, from their experience, will provide, they will be more committed. They will show up to the interview, right? We see that a lot. We see one of the, the biggest struggles we see is no-shows lately. So people show up, they are more committed. Um, also, uh, they feel like, you know, people are not wasting their time. And and when it, in this era where it's a time of job seeker, they rule, right? They rule the war right now. They are the one people are looking for constantly and they can choose. You can, you can hook them. Um, so this is one. The second is, you know, a more efficient process. You want a more efficient process. We work so hard, talent recruiters, talent managers and talent acquisition um, teams work so hard interviewing people, filling those positions. And there are positions where uh, turnover is so high. So you're doing the same job over and over again. We can do it better. I feel, and again, I'm saying that uh, not as a tech leader. I'm saying it as a talent acquisition leader. We cannot use the same tools and, 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 and see different results. We need to change the way we operate. We all need to be more efficient, you know, to finish, to finish my work on time, to meet my KPIs, and to be a better employee myself as, as a talent acquisition. So I, I believe we, in this time, the way the hiring process is going is happening is so long, so fragile, and both sides waste a lot of time, money, and you know sometimes their well-being. Job seekers are frustrated. Talent acquisition managers are frustrated. Recruiting team are frustrated. We can close the gap. We need to close to make a more efficient uh, uh, talent acquisition ratio. This is why I get up in the morning. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that, that's, I, I, I love the passion and, and thank you so much for, for sharing some of that and, and also your wisdom on, on this subject and helping our listeners understand better the, the world of assessments and, and, and the slightly smaller world of Tadio. Um, so, um, Dr. Hubert, um, for listeners who want to contact you, uh, learn more, how should they, how would you like them to do that? So uh, I will be happy for pe- if people will reach my uh, personal LinkedIn profile, or you can uh, look at our website, www.tatio.io. Uh, you can schedule a demo. You, t- you can meet my team. We will love to hear from you. 
awesome. And that's Tadio, T-A-T-I-O. Thank you so much. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks for joining us today on the High Volume Hiring Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Rothberg of job search site College Recruiter. Each year, we help more than 12 million candidates find great new jobs. Our customers are primarily Fortune 1000 companies, government agencies, and other employers who hire at scale and advertise their jobs with us. You can reach me at stephen at collegerecruiter.com. The High Volume Hiring Podcast is a co-production of Evergreen Podcasts and College Recruiter. Please subscribe for free on your favorite app. Review it. Five stars are always nice. And recommend it to a couple of people you know who want to learn more about how best to hire at scale. Cheers. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change Podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary, yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.